Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand here this morning on the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, excited to have a new guy on the on the show this morning that I just recently connected with. Um, before we get to uh, talking to Kyle, I want to just give a shout out to uh, Cody Cowden and Junior D's for winning uh, Dodge City. Uh, they moved up in the standings. Junior's uh, 12th in the standings now, and Cody's 14. So we're rooting for them to make it to the uh, Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Very cool. But I've got uh, a guy on the uh, on the show today that uh, I just met kind of by, well, actually, he listened to my podcast. So, um, and he reached out to me, and we just really kind of hit it off. And I said, man, I'd love to have you on the show. And so he agreed to come on. So uh, I got uh, Kyle Munger from uh, Colorado. And uh, Kyle, welcome to Modern Cowboy. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. It's good to be here, man. It's, it's cool to be on the show. I, I really enjoy the show. So, Yeah, it's awesome. You know, and it, we had uh, something in common when we connected and talked about uh, podcasts. You know, you said that you listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, that, you know, you were a rancher up in Colorado, which is just very cool. And uh, I myself am a podcast junkie. So I was, I was excited to hear from you and, and, uh, and just see what, uh, to hear what, you know, what people are doing out there, uh, in terms of, uh, listening to podcasts now, they're just becoming more and more popular and, and, um, really exciting. But you, you know, you, st- you told me about, <clears throat> you know, your ranch life up there and stuff and made me jealous. So, um, just give us, give us a history on, on you, you know, and, and your, uh, your family and, um, you know, how you guys got started in ranching. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, like I said, with the podcast too, man, I was, uh, I'm I'm a podcast junkie a lot too, and so I was uh, I'm always looking for new podcasts, and I listen to kind of a little bit of everything, the comedy, and and you know now they're coming out with some good team roping podcasts, and um, so I'm always searching for something. So I was I was excited to find your show, and I, I spend a lot of time in the tractor too, and out by myself fixing fence and ranching. So it's uh, awesome to have a podcast about about us and kind of what I'm into too. So, but anyway, about me, I'm a uh, fifth generation cattle rancher and we got a, a family owned uh an operated ranch up here in northwest colorado my my family we we run a commercial cow calf operation so and we do a lot of hay and um always always doing something it seems like this is kind of a one of those gigs where you know it's definitely 24 7 but it's every day is different and never a dull moment and it's uh it's a lot of fun it's it's exciting and there's always always something random with animals and and tractors and uh, i'm just trying to think where i i don't even know where to begin but like i said i'm a fifth generation so we've been in this valley for a long time and and uh, our it's just my family and i and my girlfriend and and uh that's what we do we run we run cows and and cut hay and (laughs) everything that goes along with it so yeah now what what part of colorado are you in again yeah, northwest Colorado near Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Okay. So up here in the corner in the mountains where it's you gotta go over a couple mountains to get up here and but it's it's a beautiful valley. The Yampa Yampa Valley is what it is. So now did your uh 
<clears throat> so if you guys are fifth generation, I mean, that, that goes, goes way back. Uh, did, was the ranch homesteaded originally or partially homesteaded? Or? Yeah. You know, I, I think my great, great granddad homesteaded here, um, you know, somewhere in the late 1800s and, and that place is still in the family too. So it's kind of cool. We can go up there and we don't actually run our cows on it. My uncle runs his cows on it, but, um, it's still in the family and still going. And, and so it's pretty cool. There's a lot of history, you know, with, with my name in this Valley and I'm really proud to be, to be a part of it and to kind of keep it going. You know, it's ranch and things getting harder and harder. It seems like, and, and, uh, it's pretty neat to, to continue the tradition, you know, to having cows and, and living the Western lifestyle. So absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it's just, that's, you know, it's, it's so many people's dream. And like you said, it's getting harder and harder to, to do it. But I think that uh, in today's society, I think people are realizing how important it is and how important it is to keep those traditions alive, even though not everybody can do it. The people that are doing it, like you guys, uh, you know, are, are keeping it alive for other people to just be able to, you know, observe it and, and, and also, you know, get uh, food from it as well on top of that. But, um, you know, I'd, it was always my dream to grow up on a ranch and I didn't, uh, I've almost did when I was 10 years old, we moved to Oregon and, um, we were going to, my dad was going to be a rancher up there and long story short, we moved back. So whenever I talk to anybody like you, I'm just, you know, um, God, I'm just envious, man. I just, it's, it's so cool. <clears throat> I'd love to be driving in a tractor, bailing, Hey, listen to the podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, that's probably my favorite thing about it probably is that there's every day is different. I mean, you never really know what you're going to do. And then even the days you think you have planned out, you know, it'll rain or something or the neighbor will call and say, Hey, your cows are out on the road or you're, you know, it's like, you, you got to go fix some fence or, you know, I got to go irrigate or there's, there's always something. And that's kind of cool. It always keeps you on your toes. I'm not sitting, sitting in an office and you know, it's, it's, it's cool. This time of year especially is neat because, there's just so many things going on and you're, there's always like this rush to, we got to get this done and we got to get this done in your fall projects. And it seems like up here, uh, summer seems like it's two months long and it's just like, you just try and pack so much into it. And, you know, you're trying to get the hay put up and it's, it's so dry this year. I mean, it's dry everywhere, I think, but yeah. Um, dealing with water and I'm sure, you know, being in Arizona, you know, all about water and how oh, yeah. it just seems like every year there's just more of an emphasis on water and how important water is for everybody. But especially people like us, I mean, we're growing grass to feed the cows, to, to feed to the world basically. So it's pretty neat to see how the, the circle of life kind of, we see that whole thing out here. So pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and <clears throat> just talking about, you know, uh, you know, the, the name of the podcast, modern cowboy, you know, I mean, and, and you guys, definitely just exemplify what that is uh you know and and i always say this you know and i and i say this in a, in a in a you know a nice way towards people but i i think all everybody wants to somewhere you know in their heart wants to be a cowboy and you know we've, we've got the new uh, show with costner out yellowstone and um you know i know there's some there was some controversy over you know costner said this or whatever and i don't care i, I don't i don't think about what their personal things are. I just watch them, you know, and I think the show is great, but it was funny the other day, uh, watching an episode and, and the guy's there and she goes, he's a billionaire. And, and she goes, well, you're a billionaire. And you know, wherever he's at in Montana, 
He goes, this town's full of billionaires. She goes, yeah, but every one of them secretly in their heart wants to be a cowboy. And I just, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, I just think that's true, you know, and, uh, um, it's, it's just so cool, you know, to be able to talk to somebody like you, you know, that, that really gets to live that, you know, and that being said, you told me a little something about, um, when we talked before about, uh, because when I saw you on social media and I told my wife, I said, I go, I go, look at this guy. He looks like a model. Cause you sent it, you sent me a, a, a message and I go, he looks like a model or an actor or something. So we were talking, then you mentioned to me that you actually went to California at one time. So do you want to elaborate on that or. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, actually, you know, I've grown up on the ranch and riding and doing this whole thing my whole life, but I've always had dreams of, I've always enjoyed acting and, and kind of the entertainment side of things. I always like making people laugh and, and entertaining, I guess, too. So um, that was kind of my dream originally was to um, go to Hollywood and do the acting and the modeling and all that deal. And um, I actually had a, a theater scholarship. So I actually went to college and, and got a theater degree. Uh, I came back to the ranch for a while. And, and I was I worked here for a couple of years back on the ranch with my dad doing the whole thing. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't want to regret not moving, not trying the, the California thing and not trying the Hollywood thing. And it's like one of those things I feel like when you're at that kind of crossroads in your life and you can like, you know, this is this would be a perfect time to do this. And so I finally, I did, and I moved out there and I lived there for oh, around a year. I think it was, <laughs> I was driving a big lifted Dodge with 35 inch <laughs> tires around Los Angeles. I mean, it was crazy. And I didn't really, I didn't really know anybody. I had um, my cousin lived out there, but, and she helped me out a little bit, but um, yeah, it, it was cool, man. It, it was an awesome experience. I was, it was one of those things that I just kind of had to do and, and I did, and I'm, I'm glad I did. I quickly realized that, you know, that wasn't the path I wanted to do. And the ranch was calling me back and, and I was missing it. And, and I kind of, it was, it was an awesome moment. I'll never forget the moment where it kind of just hit me while I was out there. I don't know if I was in traffic or trying to park my monster truck in one of those parking <laughs> spaces or something. I was kind of like, man, you don't belong here, dude. What are you doing out here? This is crazy. This is you know, nothing against it. I mean, I had a right. great time and I loved the weather and the people, but I was just like, man, you belong. You need to get back to Colorado, man. You need to get back on the ranch and, you know, be around animals and your horses and your cows and your family. And it was, so it was a really awesome moment to kind of realize, well, no, you know, this is where you belong. And, and it really made me appreciate the ranch too, or it, it made it that much cooler to come back to the ranch and be like, man, this is, this is what I really want to do. You know, this is a neat deal. And, and kind of like you said, like not everybody gets to do this, you know, it's hard. It's hard to make a living in this business. Yeah. Selling cows and hay. And, and I mean, it's, it's hard to ranch. So it's pretty neat that I could, I, I kind of just realized it was pretty cool to be able to do it and, and really love it that much more. And then when you get home, it's just like this awesome weight off your shoulder. Like, Oh, awesome. And this is, this is where it's at here. You know, even though every, you have some hard days and some brutal stuff and some, you know, you deal with a lot of hardships and, and things out here, but, uh, but I wouldn't trade it for nothing. It's an awesome, awesome way of life. So, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was just crazy that, you know, I still enjoy that stuff. I still enjoy acting. I don't do it as much anymore. And, um, but, but yeah, it was just kind of a different, different time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you say that too. Um, you know, I've always kind of been a, you know, character and, you know, like to make people laugh and whatever, but uh, never, you know, pursued anything other than, you know, playing the guitar in a talent contest in sixth grade and that kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> before I started the, my uh, podcast, I um, 
would, I started going to a uh, open mic night for standup, which is uh, pretty crazy. Um, but I quickly learned that I, I really don't want to be a standup comedian. <laughs> it's, that's, that's, that's a brutal thing. And, and, and then my, to have my, my wife heckled me the first night I was there, it was, it was really brutal. And then it gave the other, the other comedians all kinds of, uh, you know, um, content to, to use against me. But anyway, that being said, uh, you know, it's, it's, man, that takes some balls for sure. <laughs> the, the standup thing is that, man, you, you got some dude. Cause that's the, I listen, all my podcasts, I listen to are comedy podcasts. So all these guys are, are standup comedians. And so I just have so much respect for that too. I mean, that's an, yeah, it, I didn't, I didn't even do that. I mean, that, that's, that's an awesome deal, but that's, it takes some guts. Well, you know, the funny thing was I got up there and I was, I was being really relaxed, you know, but you know how your significant other wants to support you. And I'm standing up there and, <laughs> and, and I, I left like this big pause. I'm actually working on just being comfortable in front of a, you know, a, an audience with people staring at me. I'm using all these, you know, techniques and stuff. And she's sitting there. So she thinks like I'm stuck. So she just goes, where'd you get your buckle? And, and I'm like, <laughs> who said that and it's my wife and so then i just opened up the heckling and, and and anyway it was just it was hilarious it was fun though I, i'm not uh, saying, i'm not saying i wouldn't go do it again but um but it was fun but you know that, that's, that's a, a hell of a rush i'm sure oh yeah it it is um you know it's funny about you know just talking about you know cowboys and the modern cowboy and a lot of times you know we'll think man well, i wish it was you know like it was in 1890 or whatever. And, and those are all great fantasies, but you know, they didn't have penicillin back then. You know, you could cut yourself on barbed bar wire and be, be dead, you know? And, uh, and the other thing is, is the old cowboys, they loved all the new stuff that came out. I mean, look at even, even Gus and Lonesome Dove when he got to town, he wanted a new frock coat and everything else. So, uh, exactly. We all like new shiny stuff. I exactly. And, and cowboys <laughs> back then loved Chinese food and oysters, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and that's a fact but uh but anyway you know so even the ranchiest of ranchiest guys and i mean and, and you know you're a pretty ranchy guy but you know you see some of these guys up in the high desert you know flat hat guys and whatever they all got an iphone and got a picture of them you know tied on doctor and a calf you know showing it to to the world which i think is so cool you know i think it's great yeah and um yeah you know but uh you know there's a there's a picture and i've been gonna put it on social media um I like make sure I got the rights to put it on there, but it, it's, it, it's an iconic picture. And I don't know if it's in, you know, a museum or some Institute somewhere, but uh, it's a picture of a, of a, a bunkhouse bed and the guy's got his cowboy boots and all of his gear. And I think there's a rifle up. It's like a cabin or whatever, but it's an old, old picture. But then on the floor, you see a pair of dumbbells and I, and, and I'm thinking, man, <laughs> even back then, it, Literally, I'm, I'm going to get it out and, and get it on there, but you can literally see it. But then I, I, I looked at it the other day again, and I thought, now the the hat is laying on the bed, and the hat's, you know, laying on the bed, you know, uh, crown up. So I go, you know, would, oh, would, no. would, would that have been a real, uh, you know, a, a real cowboy would have done that, or was that staged? But you look a lot at a lot of the old pictures, you know, back in the day, you know, they, they had those photo studios where they go in there and get their picture taken, and they love to they love to do it. So we're, we're still doing it today, you know, and, uh, which is cool. That's cool. I'd like to see that. That sounds awesome. These guys were, were trying to get jacked back then. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man. That's cool. So now, now you team rope too, right? Yes, sir. Actually, I'm just coming off. I got a little bit of a team rope and hanging over right now. I was, uh, I was went to a U.S. roping yesterday in Utah and, uh, 
it was first first jackpot of the summer and so it was uh it was interesting you know i feel like i've actually went to a ricky green uh school about a month and a half ago and it really helped me a lot i mean i was it you know i'm just a three header but it it made me i don't know it just unlocked a, a confidence and a, and a different way of doing things and so it was i i feel like things have been going a lot better for me this summer and catching a lot more and turning a lot more and, you know, getting better, finally making some progress. And so anyway, first, first jackpot of the year yesterday. And, um, it was fun, man. I, I did good. Both my horses worked awesome, but, but yeah, I love, I love team rope. And I, I've rode, I've rode horses obviously on the ranch my whole life and actually grew up on a racetrack. My dad was a racehorse trainer. No That's kind of how we got a lot of our horses. And, and, um, so so I've rode my whole life, but I've just, I've always wanted to team rope and, and, uh, I got a buddy up here a couple of years ago, finally kind of got me going on it and got a, got a good old horse to kind of teach me the way. And so, yeah, I, I love it, man. I've been, you know, like I said, summers up here are so short, so it's kind of hard to, I can't go year round and I can't leave and go to Arizona cause I got, I got to feed cows all winter, but right. I love team roping. I'm, I'm addicted, man. I'm hooked. And I finally won a little bit last year, won some money, won a couple buckles. And so I was just like, that's just enough to kind of get you like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing before I yeah. called you. I was looking at this NTR book or trying, I was trying to find, I'm like, where's the next one? Where's the next one? I was like, crack, where's the next one? I'm like, oh, there's one this weekend. I should go this weekend. I should go the next weekend. I was like, <laughs> trying to get my money together, man. I got to enter up. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's like, I always just think of it like, and I'm not like a big golf guy at all, but I played a little bit of golf and, and I used to always say, you know, golf is the only game, you know, that you can practice at in just become increasingly worse at and you know roping is a lot is a lot like golf but it you know you know it, it on on the back of a horse because it's it involves so many things there's so many variables you know just with your with your your swing and your timing and your your delivery and and your you know your targets and just all that and it's just it is it's like you say it's addicting anybody that's done it it, it is addicting the great thing about it is, oh my gosh, it is. Yeah, and and you know, and, and anybody can do it too. Really, I mean, I you know, I've seen guys, well, like old Earnhardt here in town. He's pushing ninety, you know, and he he still ropes, and it's it's just awesome. Yeah, it's a fun. Oh my gosh, it, I, you know, I'd always heard that, and then I finally got into it, and like I said, started having a little success, and it just hooks you in. It. It's that feeling, just like golf, and you hit that ball. Yeah, it's easy. It just perfect yep. hit way down the fairway and you're like, Oh man, this is easy. Why can't I just every time it's the same way with these steers. It's like you, you turn one or you heal two feet and you're just like, man, that was easy. You know, yeah. and it's amazing to me. The, the littlest change could make the biggest difference. That's the one thing that sport seems like it's taught me. I mean, one little, little adjustment or little, you know, even if it's a hole in your stirrup or yep. you're doing you know, holding your rope a different way or a little more spoke or, or whatever. And it, it can make a huge difference. And so it's just, it's been an awesome challenge and I, I love it. I mean, it's one of those things that I rope the dummy every day. I, I, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't have an arena, but I got a buddy who does and, and I, and I got a sled. And so I'm trying to, you know, you got to put in the work and I, I'm trying to get to my 10,000 hours, I guess you could say, cause I kind of had a late start on the roping thing. And so I'm just trying to have a rope in my hand every day anyway. So yeah, yeah well, it's, oh, I love it. Yeah. And I didn't start rope until later in, in life either, you know, and, and I always wanted to, but I, I never just really knew how to get into it, you know, and then a buddy of mine came over. Oh, actually, <clears throat> we went to college together and he said, um, he goes, hey, you want to rope the dummy? And I go, well, what's roping the dummy? You know, and we lived out in the country, you know, and, and you know, and I'd bought ropes before and had them in my 
my rig. I didn't know what to do with them. I actually tried to pull a guy out one time when I was about 20 years old with a, with a team. <laughs> I had and learned real quick that they, they just come unwound like eight day clock, but uh, they stretch. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, but, uh, Man, he had this old worn out rope and this plastic steer head and stuck in a bale of hay. And I, I haven't put a rope down since, you know, I just, I was like, yeah, this is, I got to do this, you know? So, and people that team rope, yeah, know, no, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like any sport or any, anything that someone gets into, you know, if, 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 if you get, you just get addicted to it. Yeah, it's cool. And it's, I love the people too. Like I've met some of the coolest people and awesome new friends and, you know, it's, it's just a cool sport. Everybody seems super nice. And just, it's, yeah. it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. It's something, you know, I used to play, well, I still play ice hockey competitively too, but that was, that was another dream of mine was to, to go to the NHL when I was a kid and I loved ice hockey. And then, you know, that didn't happen. And then, you know, I used to wakeboard. I loved wakeboarding for a long time too. That was another thing I was really into. And then it's like, so it was awesome to have kind of roping come, come into my life kind of come full circle and be like oh this is this is something i can dive right into and i can do this till i'm 80 man i'm yeah. high on it so yep. yeah it's, it's a lot of fun i love it that's cool you know hey did you see that um yeah I, I, was it the nfr was the nf was it the nfr i can't remember now um but all the uh the cowboys that went over to the um ice hockey arena was that yeah, was it was in vegas wasn't it because they went over to vegas yeah had, yeah the vegas nights and them guys were out there yeah. in their, you know, Wranglers and cinches and area jeans or whatever, and their cowboy <laughs> hats. And, and hey, they were they were good. They were. They, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they were good, man. Yeah. It's well, funny. I tell you, a couple of them. There's a lot of Canadians um, in the PBR. I think too. I, I listen to another podcast with some Canadian guys, and and it's funny. It's like half bull riding and half uh, hockey. You could tell like they all grew up with sticks in their hand. They all love hockey, and, and uh, yeah, it's a that's another kind of crazy sport you got to put your time into because it's hard enough just to skate, let alone. Oh it, it, yeah. Shoot and stick handle. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My, my one son, um, he, when he, he was in the Marines and he, uh, he got into playing hockey when he, when he was in the Marines and it's just like, like I was telling him, man, just trying to stand up on the skates, you know, alone and, and alone, you know, do something that takes skill with that stick. It's just, it's crazy, you know, but yeah. You, when you're younger, it's easier to do some of those things. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't hurt quite as bad to fall anyway, but, but yeah, hockey's hockey's an awesome sport too. It, it is. And, and you know, the thing is I just did a, I did a podcast. I'm actually supposed to publish it today with a, a kid up there in, in Canada um, at Smith built hats. Um, <clears throat> they, uh, and I was just talking to him and on the podcast, you'll hear it. Uh, he's talking about guys that come in there and he says, they got a lot of hockey players that come in there too and get hats. So, I mean, Oh, that's you know, awesome! Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's it really it was really cool talking to him too because I, I didn't know how many movies, uh, so many movies get shot in Canada, and they actually shot Lonesome Dove up there. I didn't know that. So, oh wow, I didn't know that either. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, they made hats for. Yeah, them. I was uh, I was nerding out over your uh, your hat episode with the what was the kid's name? Oh, with with Raul Garcia um, from yeah from the best. Yeah, yeah, and now I had to follow him on Instagram too because I was like this guy uh, that was awesome, man. I was because yeah. I'm the same way. I love. I love hats and I got way too many of my girlfriends always giving me crap. Like, all right, really? Do you need another one? Do you need one of every color? Yeah. Do you need one? Yeah. Now I've at least got around saying, well, you know, my good, this hat will become my work hat and it'll right. get trashed. Right. And then, so I have to buy a new hat. You know, like I have to get a new hat this year. Good luck. Right. So, right. so yeah, I'm a, I love me. 
all kinds of cowboy hats too. So, well, matter of fact, like right now, I've got uh, I've got three new hats that I got from uh, American Hat Company. Um, Lee Patterson, he's he's uh, he's like one of their number one salesmen. He's been with them for a long time, and he hooked me up with a couple of really awesome new straws and a, and a uh, 40x pecan, and they're open crown flat brims. And I like to shape my own hats, but I've never had a good steamer. And anyway, long story short. Um, there's no, no, it's as crazy as it is. I mean, you can rope eight days a week at 10 ropings a day in Arizona, you know, I mean, all the time it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I can, yeah. throw a rock, I can throw a rock right now and I can hit one of the nicest arenas right here. Welcome home ranch. And <laughs> literally, literally I could hit it with a rock and there's three, four ropings, you know, a week there and great ropings. Um, double C productions puts a lot of them on, but, um, anyway, um it sounds awesome yeah <laughs> but there's but there's no places around here that really have a a, a good hat place it, it's you know it's it's nuts but anyway uh double d uh what is it double d western wear that's up in wickenburg um they actually were just bought by nrs and so nrs is up there now and and they they're about an hour oh, cool. from me. they're about an hour from me but i just told my wife last night i'm sitting there looking at my hats on the uh on the rack i said because one of the things I learned again, talking to Cody, I didn't know this, but when you're steaming a hat, you, you want to have really hot steam. If you do it over a teapot, you're, you get more moisture. And especially for a felt hat, you don't want all that moisture in there. You want more hot steam, which will soften it and allow you yeah. to shape it better. So anyway, I've, I've been uh, going back and forth on whether or not you know to buy a steamer. Because they're they're about twenty four hundred dollars to get a, a Reimer steamer, and that's just what they cost. It's a little boiler, and I actually ended up meeting the guy. Well, only over the phone, but he's right here in Tucson, and he actually, uh, I mean, he he supplies the steamers for so many hat stores, all three hundred boot barns. He supplies them for number one, and then he does a um, bunch of hat stores in Texas. He knows everybody. Rands hats up there in in I think they're in Montana, aren't they? Rands hats. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. I with think them. so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, know, I know I'm off on a rant on hats, but I, I'm just like, man, I just hold them and it's kind of like, I don't know, I just, I just love them and I love to shape them. And no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I just assumed that you order them, that you shape them yourself. I thought, well, this guy's got to have his own steamer. I was, I was, uh, I just assumed you already had one. So man, no, that's uh, no, I don't have pretty one. Pretty good. Yet. I actually. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said I don't have um, one, and and I've you know I've I've done them over over the pot and everything forever. But now, and I would have done these, but after I talked to him, I'm just like, and I have used a I have used a good steamer because they they actually have one, you know, at a, at a boot barn over here, and that's a long story there. I actually went in and and worked. Uh, I just went in kind of undercover, got a job there, and it was awesome, man. Yeah, I remember I, you talking about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, it, it was so awesome. It's just being in retail like that in Western stuff. I I. I got employee of the month the first month and it, it was just, it was great. <laughs> it was so great. Like this Dan guy, he's pretty good, but he just won't leave the hat corner. He yeah. won't go anyway. He doesn't oh. sell anything but hats. He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, but, but so, so I have used those steamers and I know, you know, how, how good they are. I just didn't realize. And I figured, well, I'll get these hats and I'll just steam them here. And then anyway, so I'm off on a rant. No, on I that. know exactly what you're talking about. No, I could nerd out on hats all day too, Dan. I'm, yeah. I'm the kind of the same way. I have an old like hospital humidifier that I, that I use. And this thing will put out some <laughs> steam, but it's kind of the awesome. same deal or you have to plug it in for like 15 minutes and then the whole house is like foggy. And then, but you're, I think like you said, it's probably putting on more water than it is heat. And 
So I'm kind of the same way. And now I've gotten to where I'm getting some, I got a couple American hats and, and um, some nice um, hats that a guy does in junction that he makes down there at his own shop. And, and so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of nervous too. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to tweak with this thing too bad. Cause I'm, yeah, I, just, I get a little nervous. I get a little scared with the doing something that you, that you can't fix. And then you got to take it to a pro. And like I said, I'm up here kind of in the middle of nowhere a little bit. So it's, it's harder to get to a, to a good steamer to really fix it. But that's another thing I should probably, maybe Christmas one day, I'll get me a real steamer too. Cause yeah, I seen they have some little bit cheaper ones. Well, they, you they, can get too, but they've got the Jiffy steamer and again, nothing against yeah. Jiffy. I mean, I know those, those are great for like garments and stuff, but, but, um, another another thing I, I went and worked at another store i won't say the name of it but i worked at another store after i left boot barn i was at boot barn for like three months and i went to this other store and and um they had their hat steamer in the closet which is just crazy and it's pretty close to me right here and, and so i got them to get the steamer out i went in there i i really stirred up horn's nest it, it, when it when it all was said and done they really didn't like me that well but that's okay <laughs> but, but my biggest sale I had there one day was $2,500 in Western wear to a, a lady and her, and her daughter. And, um, you know, but anyway, um, that, I don't know where. Well, that's not bad. I think you were pretty good. You employee oh, of the month there too. Yeah. It, uh, it was, it was awesome. But, but anyways, but they had that other, that <laughs> Jiffy steamer and it just, it just doesn't put it out enough steam, you know, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But those steamers are the, the, no, I the, the Reamer steamer or Reimer, whatever it is, you know, the, it's 2,400 bucks for one of those. This guy in, in, in Tucson's got him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's been around forever. Good old boy. And and it comes with the foot pedal, you know, and the thing that you set up on, on the counter. So, um, yeah, but, but they require maintenance too, cause it's a boiler, you know, you got to clean them and make sure, you know, they don't get the rust in them and all that. But we, yeah, no, is, that's awesome. No, this, I, this is turning into just talking about hat episode now. So. <laughs> i know right sorry well i could talk about hats all day too man. so that's all good <laughs> yeah too funny hats and boots that's another problem oh, is boots, oh right? yeah i'm yeah. the same way with boots but Me but too. we don't want to get into that probably huh yeah yeah we'll do, we'll do another we'll do another uh we're gonna have to do fashion fridays that, that's what we'll do a boot podcast yeah yeah, yeah, yeah fashion, exactly fashion friday <laughs> episodes we'll, we'll talk about the boots and hats and all that stuff very cool. So there how, you go. That sounds good. How far are you guys from town anyway? Well, we're kind of in between. There's a smaller town here that's actually um, called Hayden, Colorado. It's a pretty small little town. That, that's where I went to high school. And and so that's kind of the nearest town to us. It's a couple miles away. And then um, Steamboat Springs, there's a lot of people probably know Steamboat Springs. There's pro rodeos there all summer too. And yeah. um, it's half an hour away, it seems like about. So, and, and that's where I was born. And and so, yeah, we're, I mean, I'm not in the middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere, but you know, there's definitely no, I mean, you know, it's kind of Walmart and you know, there's some, it's, it's not a huge selection. So of stuff yeah. um, shopping or really anything, but, but yeah, it's, we're out here in the country a little ways. <laughs> what What's the best Western store you got near you? I don't know. Do you guys have Murdoch's there? And you know, oh, you have you know Murdoch's. Have you heard of Murdoch's? Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. They're, they've been around a long time, but I don't believe we have them in Arizona. Yeah, no, there's a Murdoch's probably half an hour from us West in a town called Craig. So, and, and that's another store. I'm probably not allowed to go in by myself because <laughs> at least with a credit card anyway, because it's kind of the same deal. I get a little crazy in there. <laughs> oh yeah. No, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I know. That's very cool, man. So you, how, how many horses do you have now? You, just, you got 
two horses that you rope on or yeah we got a couple ranch horses we probably got four or five kind of ranch horses that kind of anybody can ride and then i got my two my two rope horses that are i mean you also ranch on them too that are pretty handy horses and then um my girlfriend's a, a barrel racer so she's got a bunch of barrel racing horses around and training on some youngsters and and so yeah we got you know not not a huge horse thing we we do a lot of it on horseback and then a lot of it um a lot of it on four wheelers too just because we we lease a lot of a ground to run these cows on all summer the this home ranch here is uh it's all irrigated hay ground so we kind of got to get the cows once we calve the calves out in uh or calve the cows out in uh, in the spring we got to get them kind of off the ranch for a while for the summer and up into the high country or they're off you know somewhere to go to get off the hay fields so i can irrigate the hay fields and grow the hay up and then we can cut the hay that's what we've been doing the last month and a half or so is just cutting all the hay so so we got cows spread out all over the place and that's another kind of fun fun thing i, I gotta do i'm always checking on cows or getting salt the cows or fixing fence or making sure cows got pasture or moving to different pastures and building corrals and, and, and trying to figure out a time to we're going to ship calves get rid of all the calves probably in, in uh, first part of october so so yeah this is all all hay stuff here so yeah very cool how many how, how many cuttings do you guys get a year usually just one cutting i mean oh, some of this alfalfa i think yeah some of the dry land stuff that we do over by steamboat is uh we could probably get two cuttings on it but a lot of the stuff we do um like some of the big big alfalfa fields we cut them once and then uh we're probably going to put cows on it so we can kind of eat it down and, and graze it down and you know you got to get your grass one way or the other whether you're cutting it and feeding it to them or turning it right onto the field so right so that's what we're we're kind of trying to figure out now like i said it's so dry here this year that we're just trying to figure out how to get well how to get water to cows and and how to get stuff ate down that doesn't have water so right so we're always pushing pushing cows around but yeah this stuff here at the ranch the the irrigated stuff we usually just get get it cut once but it's so thick and we have really good water here most of the time and so once we get her cut and get the bales picked up and stacked we can get water back on it and get it growing again and then by the time we bring the cows home in the fall you know they'll have a couple months of of some good pasture here on the ranch you know and the nice cut it, it's awesome looking out and seeing all your fields mowed down like a golf course and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then turning your cows out on it. It's pretty cool. So, so it's kind of a neat way to utilize the land. And, and then, you know, by the time snow falls, we're going to be feeding, we feed a whole bunch of, we do mostly all big round bales up here. And so oh, yeah, feed a whole gonna, bunch of round bales every day to these cows. So I was going to ask you if you guys uh, big, big bales or not. Yeah, we have a processor or a feeder that we, we pull behind the, a big four-wheel drive tractor, usually put chains on the tractor. And, and so we find a good place to, to winter the cows where they got water, you know, kind of on the river usually or, or by a ditch or by some water. you got to break ice every morning and then get a pass going. And, and, yep, they completely rely on us to get down there every morning and, and feed them, you know, five tons or four tons of hay or, what, you know, whatever we're feeding them at the time. And, yeah. and get them fed so it's pretty amazing it's amazing these cows you know i know it gets cold it gets cold everywhere especially in the north of them ranchers up there in canada or montana you know it's the same way here it's uh winters can be pretty brutal here negative negative 20s and all that and so oh, man yeah that's all you can do to get the to get the tractor started in the morning even when they're plugged in and and you're getting out there and it, it just blows my mind sometimes feeding them cows like man how the 
how are you guys surviving out here? And, you know, they are, and they, they do really good up here. It's all black Angus mostly that we run and, and uh, they're just a tough breed of cows and, and they can handle it. And then, you know, so we'll usually start calving in uh, March and April. And even then it gets cold. There's still snow on the ground. It's still pretty wintry up here, even in March. And so it's, it's crazy to go out and, and find these calves alive and licked clean and dry and happy and running around. And it's 10, you know, negative 10 degrees out or something. It's like, man, how the, <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing that these things can live. Yeah. They just such brutal, brutal stuff. They just adapted to it. That's all, huh? Yeah. 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 That's, that's probably my favorite time of year up here. I, I love spring. You know, it brings a whole nother challenge to, to things and, and trying to keep these, the calves alive and you know you're always going to have your your challenges with with raising any kind of livestock you know but exactly um, it's pretty fun to go out and tag calves and you know make sure everybody's buddied up and make sure mom's got milk and and um so yeah, yeah. It's, it's an exciting time of year it's a little overwhelming sometimes when you go out there because i try and get down there a couple times you know a day and and tag calves and to know who goes with who and who belongs with what and you know because we, we uh, like i said we separate them all all summer they need to go to different pastures and so we need to make sure we got the right mama with the right baby and and so that's all done you know the first couple of days of, of birth you got to know who goes with who because when may comes around and you brand them you got to know who's going where and, and right uh, so that's kind of my that's my job i'm going down and tagging calves and that's it's a lot of fun like i said it's a little overwhelming sometimes when you've got 12 calves running around you're like all right who's your mom who do you go to who do you belong to who, what's going on over here did you have twins no you didn't have twins where's your baby and then you know it's, it's pretty cool you get to know you get to know all the cows pretty well and everybody's personality you got a couple psycho cows that try and kill you and run you over and that's always that's always fun mean moms so but it's a cool gig i love that time of year well it's just basically being a cowboy it's what you're doing you know exactly yep yep taking care of the taking care care of the herd yeah that's awesome man yeah yeah you we talk it's a lot of fun talking about the hay and um my wife actually grew up uh in uh, well she lived in a little town or a little town called crane outside of it they had uh oh over 300 acres of alfalfa that they uh that they farmed up there by burns you know where burns oregon is it's it's yeah it's it's literally in the middle of nowhere but um yeah she always swore when they got out of there she didn't she wasn't gonna have anything to do with cowboys anymore they moved to, to california and then she met me and <laughs> katie bar the door so anyway um yeah so i know a little, right I know, back into it yeah so I, I know a little bit about uh i know a little bit about the the hay stuff which is very cool my my, my uh, uncle used to hay and had a big ranch up in uh etna um fort jones up in northern california in that wairika area is beautiful up there but um yeah, man, there's nothing like the the smell of fresh alfalfa, man, and then being out with the cows in the morning. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I know it's it's a pretty cool. I'm pretty blessed, man. I really I like it. It's fun, and, and especially even like I said, I complain about sitting in the tractor all day during the summer, but it's only a couple months. But it's a uh, it's a lot of fun too. It's kind of that same rewarding feeling, you know, when you're especially now we're getting to the point where we, we have a couple swathers and we can get, if I can get my sister out there and my dad and me. And so we get three, you know, 12 foot swathers going, man, we can knock some hay down. And it's, it's pretty fun to be up there and, you know, in the mountains or whatever, in a big giant field. And we got three tractors and three swathers going and, 
I mean, <laughs> it's amazing how much hay you can cut in a couple hours. And it was just like mowing a big old lawn. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a rewarding feeling. And the same deal with, you know, getting her raked and, and bailed up and, and uh, looking out and just seeing all them. I call them rolls of gold because yeah. you know, the price of hay, oh, I'm sure you're dealing with that, but the, the price of hay right now is, just, I mean, it's so dry, but the price of hay is crazy. So it's, yeah. it definitely made hay season a little bit better this year. They'd ever getting every piece and getting as much as you could bailed up and looking out there and seeing your stacks. It's just like, all right, this is, this is good. Getting ready for the, for the winter. So that's awesome. Now, do you guys sell some of your hay too, or do you guys just, you, you grow it and cut it all just to feed your own stock? Yep. Yeah, we do. We, we do it all for ourselves, basically. I mean, I've sold some bales here and there, but, but mostly we, uh, it's all, it's all to feed to the cows. And when we usually use about every, every bit of it, you know, you try and be good about, you know, different times of year, you're not going to need to feed as much or, you know, into the fall, you get those first couple snows. A lot of times that snow is going to melt and they're going to be able to scrounge around and maybe you only need to feed them a couple bales. But, you know, when it gets into the real hardcore winter, and you're feeding seven or eight bales a day or six bales a day or, you know, then, then they need all that. And then you can kind of taper them off and not feed them quite as much when things start to melt in the spring too. But, but yeah, that's all we, we do it all for ourselves and, and, and all to feed kind of the surplus. It's kind of like, you feel like a little mouse. You're like out there just cutting hay to stash this, stash this hay, stash this hay, stash this hay, stack this hay up, you know, and it comes and, and you start feeding it when it gets cold. So it's, yes. it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. That's great, man. Yeah. Hey, well, we're, um, we're getting kind of, kind of close to the end here. Um, what, uh, what, what, what favorite, what's your favorite movie, man? What, I mean, any, any movie Western or not? Oh man. Well, you know, like I said, I, I like, uh, I love me some Westerns, you know, I love Lonesome Dove and, and yeah. Tombstone, all them movies too, like your other guys, but man, I was, um, I used to love Ferris Bueller's Day Off was like my favorite movie. I, I used to love that movie. Um, I guess any, yeah, I love comedies too. I like stuff that makes you happy basically. So any Will Ferrell movies, Step Brothers, um, oh, yeah. you know, those movies. you know, what movie was on uh, yesterday. I was watching that. I forgot. I love Pure Country. Oh, dude, Old that, George. Pure yeah, Country. It's a, it's a great movie. And it's a team rope. Any team rope. He learns how to team rope. I mean, I'm like, yep. that is an awesome movie. I, yep. I love that movie. So oh, yeah. that's a, that's what movie? What's he doing on that horse? He bought him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's a great movie. Uh, what other movies? I guess uh, it's kind of a chick flick, but I've always loved that movie, Legends of the Fall. Man, I was just oh, I dude. thought that's an awesome. Great that's a great movie. movie. Like that, the family and the yeah, you know that's that's just a cool movie, man. Um, that's a great. Movie. What a, oh, Cowboy Way. Remember oh, the Cowboy yeah. Way? That's another team roping movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Pepper. <laughs> Yeah, old pepper. Yeah, old pepper. Yeah, yep. Never. Yep. Yesterday, never been east of Tulsa. Today, I'm east of Tulsa. <laughs> That's awesome. Those man. are all good movies for sure. Good yeah. cowboy movies too. So, yeah. well, very cool. Well, hey, well, you're 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 a three header, and I'm I'm a four healer. Maybe we'll end up uh, at at the World Series finals and in like win the number nine or something, huh? <laughs> oh my gosh, that that's the dream, man. That's the goal. You know, I've been. This year, I've been trying to be better about goals and writing goals down. And so, yeah, that's the that's the goal. You got to progress. And and last year, my first I'd never been to Vegas for the NFR, and so last year was my first time. Uh, my girlfriend had a big uh, big barrel race out there at the same time, and so we went out there and she she barrel raced. And of course, I went to the South Point. And I was just like, 
drooling, just like, oh man, yeah. I need to be here. This is where I got to be, not the Orleans. I got to be at the at the South Point. So yeah, no, that that would be awesome. I would love to. One day, that sounds yeah. good, Dan. Let's yeah. do it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Enter up. Absolutely. I better start saving right now, though. I know that ain't a cheap trip. No, no. Well, maybe we'll just get a bunch of <laughs> we'll get people to sponsor us. How that be? After after we publish this, I like pod, that. After we publish this podcast, it'll it'll probably make us famous. So we'll probably that have sounds good. That people sounds reaching good. out to us. Yeah, and, and hey, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm look I'm looking for my invite to come up to Colorado and and check out the check out the ranch. Oh man, well you got an open invite anytime, Dan, for sure. You're you're more than welcome. It's uh, I might put you to work though, but I yeah, don't think right. you'd mind. So no, no, as long I as might as have you raking hay or something. Or... Yeah, I'd be <laughs> that happy. Or we can always use the help gathering cows, man. Like I said, this time of year we're we're trying to find all these damn things. We're like where yeah. the where the hell are they? So we're just going to start gathering here and start thinking about bringing them home here sometime. So very cool. I would love to have love to have the help, Dan. Yeah, well we may just have to set that up. Kyle, well, hey man, I'm so glad you came on, uh, came on the podcast, and and hopefully I didn't go off on too bad of a tangent because I just felt like we were just, you know, talking about some things. I don't know if we got off track or not, but uh, I really enjoyed it, man. No, I, f- I feel like did we just become best friends? I feel yeah, like we, we, we did. did. Yeah, we're gonna do karate <laughs> in the garage when I get there. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So many activities. That sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Well, hey, man, you enjoy the rest of your day, and then and we'll be talking. Definitely. I'm going to go out and fix some fence, Dan, but that I had a great time, man. That was, that was a lot of fun. So Yeah, very cool. Me too, man. But thanks for thanks for having me on. You bet. We'll talk soon. All right. We'll see you. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends. And the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and pin. Well, I ain't no player speed. 
you never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down at the roping pen